Are you getting tired of paying inflated prices for food? You get delivered. We have a solution for you. It is Wednesday, December 23rd. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from Kissimmee, Florida. And I'm former financial planner, Joe Saul. See hi, coming to you live from Texarkana, Texas, where we make the Stacking Benjamin Show. Here on Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines. We add in the insights and wisdom from our cast of collaborators. We mix in questions and comments from our money friends and our live audience and leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. I'm just going to say this. We should not do this episode while I'm hungry, which I am. And I see this big, beautiful, giant hamburger, which Bobby, you wouldn't eat, but I would have like four of these. They look great. But the Wall Street Journal has this piece called how to avoid the $18 burger. And I know there's going to be a lot of people the next week at home. The uh, don't want to go to the grocery store. Why don't I just do, you know, some food delivery? Yeah, it's a great solution. And it's also, by the way, a great way to support restaurants, many of which are having a really tough time. But this article talks about something called convenience inflation that we are all experiencing. So let's see who's going to help us kick off today's discussion on the $18 burger. Hey, this is Chris from Popcorn Finance. Friends, check. Money, check. Friends with money, let's do this. All right. The story comes to us from the Wall Street Journal. It is It is by Nicole Nguyen, probably how you pronounce it. Apologies if I botched it. Um, so the headline is food delivery fees, how to avoid the $18 burger. You can lower your delivery costs by signing up for an app's monthly membership or by contacting your favorite restaurants directly. And the article, Joe, talks about um, the fact that on these food delivery apps, they add a lot of money. So you can have, they give the example of Shake Shack to open up the piece. So there's a burger, it's listed as $8.99. That's what it costs in store. So that's what you're going to see when you go to order it on Caviar, which is a food delivery app. By the time it reaches your door though, the bill you're actually going to pay is $18.91. So almost $19. Here's the breakdown of how that 10 bucks is added. So tax is 76 cents. The delivery fee is about $2. The recommended tip, which most people just, you know, say yes to, um, is $3. The small order fee is $3. And then there's a service fee of $1.17 just for fun, I guess. So then that all adds up and there you go. Some of these, there's your $18 burger. What, what, yeah. And you look at some of these, uh, some of these places. I mean, DoorDash was un, um, uh, unprofitable ex- until the pandemic hit. And then they recorded their first profitable quarter ever because of that. Instacart, it says here, 500% year over year difference uh, between how well they did last year, Bobby, and how well they're doing now. Just a big, big difference with with Instacart. And the piece says that you could actually save some money if you join one of these, one of the uh, subscription services. So you're going to get rid of some of these fees that you may have if you agree to get their service much more, uh, more often. Would you do that? Well, it's not only would you, it's are you. I have not. But we don't order in that much as a family. And when we do, we already, and this is one of the tips, so we're skipping ahead to one of the pro tips. When we do order in, we 
order directly. We try to order directly from the restaurant when we can, because we know that the restaurants lose about 30%. And, you know, I'm in New York most of the time, and those restaurants are having a horrible time. So anything that we can do to give them that 30% that they're paying to these deliveries, and also most of the restaurants will give you about 10% off just by ordering from them directly. So we tend to do that when we do order in. So I have not joined those very deliberately, but I think that if we were to order from them, I would absolutely, because they go through the math on the different services and very often it's, you know, one, two or three times it will pay for itself. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny, but, and that's also why, and I love the idea of going right to the restaurant because part of the reason why I've, I, I don't know a time that I actually used DoorDash or Uber Eats. Um, and it's always because of the markup. Like I see these markups and I think I, I, I could just run out and get it. I could go get it myself. Like I don't need it brought to my door when it's going to take an $8 thing and make it $18. Like the cost of gasoline and my time just before dinner to go get this thing is not that, that big a deal. And I also, and this is the piece that, um, that I think people need to rethink too. Cause I think another strategy here, and as you mentioned, we'll get into some of these subscriptions and stuff as other strategies, but a strategy that I think about all the time is, why am I eating at the restaurant anyway? Because generally, generally the, the food that's been sitting out by the time I eat it now for 30, 35 minutes, right? Maybe 40 minutes, who knows? By the time it gets to my door, it's been out. Then I have to reheat it. It's already not as good a food for me. This is what I think as I can cook at home and serve myself, for me, the whole thing, and I love going to restaurants. Don't get me started on restaurants because I love going to restaurants, Bobby. But the reason I go is more somebody else is serving me, the ambiance. You and I get to just talk and have a chat, have some overpriced wine as well. Like, I love all that. But the food, like, I don't even really know that I go to a restaurant for the food. Why do I want it 40 minutes later, half cold in a plastic styrofoam thing? It just, you know, I think more about what I'm getting from that. Yeah, I think with the vast majority of foods, they don't really carry very well. What we do order in when we when we order in is sushi usually oh. because that's something that does it does keep very well and it is something that realistically we're not going to make ourselves. So something like sushi is what we are often um, what we're often ordering. Um, and last night, look, we arrived at this rental home and we had no food in the house. It was eight o'clock, and so we actually drove to pick up food from a restaurant is what we did down here because we had no food in the house <laughs> and it was late at night and we wanted to just settle in. So, but, and, and I will say uh, among New Yorkers, a lot of us really are trying to um, proactively order from restaurants that are in our community, local restaurants to support them. So that is something unique that if you do have the means, we are trying to do that for yeah. the community Agreed. a little bit, um, yeah. but the extra Which fees, is I don't know. Which is why when I when I have done uh, when I have done restaurant stuff, I do it from a local restaurant, not from one of the big chains. I just try to yeah. keep try to keep my neighbor in business. You know, Dylan mentioned something here. Bobby said, "Beware that on." And by the way, uh, Dylan, the piece talks about this. So let's get into this a little bit. Bobby says that also beware that on top of delivery fees and charges, they also inflate the prices of items. I casually looked last weekend, and a burger was four dollars higher in DoorDash before fees even compared to ordering directly. So, as part of this piece, they talk about Costco. Costco lets Instacart uh, members, uh, you know, the Instacart shoppers shop there without charging them the $60 subscription fee. But Instacart 
uh, charges a markup for every item versus if somebody went there themselves and got it. So you're not paying, even though you're sending an Instacart person to Costco to shop for you, the item's not costing the same as it would if you went to Costco yourself. I think that um, the other thing that's interesting that's changing a lot, Jane and our audience here online, if we can pull up her comment, it just kind of flew by me, but she orders from Uber Eats a lot, I believe she said when she's out of town, that might be work related. So it might be if, if it's not on your own dime, maybe it makes sense because she's, yeah, she's out of work. She's out, she's out of town for work and she didn't use it at home. But if you're out, you know, for work, it maybe makes more sense because that's something, if you work for yourself, it's, you know, something that's a business cost, I guess. And if you work for somebody else, they'll charge it. So that is kind of the exception. And that's something that's gone down a lot because people are not traveling as much for work. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. um, Well, and, and frankly, in that situation, what choice do you have? I mean, it's very, very difficult to do something different when you're not, um, when, when, when you're not in your kitchen. I mean, it's, it's very difficult unless you planned ahead and you're at it at an Airbnb, but even then it's, it's just so much, so much easier if you're working just out of town a day or two. Yeah. It's, if you're not staying for a long time, I think it's very difficult. We're going to be here over a month. So we stocked the kitchen today. So I think that's the end of our deliveries. Well, we actually, we didn't, we had, we picked it up last night, as I said, but yeah, we plan to cook at home. And I think that's been one of the sort of nice things about, the idea that we're staying home is a lot of people learn to cook more, but I love what I'll tell you. I like about cooking at home is um, I like the fact that, that I can just put on some music and cooking is such a right now kind of thing that it's a nice buffer between my evening of relaxation and the work that's in my brain all day. And because I can't be thinking about 50 things, I have to make sure that I'm cooking this meal. It, but it's just a great palate cleanser. Um, Cooking at home, usually at first feels like it's going to be a hassle and halfway through it, I always say, man, I'm glad I did this. I'm so glad I'm cooking at home. It just is fun. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always baffled by people that will order in like, eggs (laughs) eggs <laughs> right well grant but gr- people in Manhattan will do that they'll order in breakfast they'll just order in like scrambled eggs i'm like really when grant really? Sab- when grant sabadier came to detroit this was his statistic was that when people order uber eats their number one thing in manhattan is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich so grant shared that i didn't oh, no. i didn't fact check him but why the heck are you ordering a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's marked up a bajillion percent i don't i don't get that because they're drunk, Joe. <laughs> that is a, that is a drunk style meal. If I'm drunk, I am not doing, I'm doing nachos, maybe some, you know, Mexican food. I'm doing some, uh, yeah, not peanut butter and jelly. Is peanut butter and jelly your drunk food of choice, Bobby? No. <laughs> no. M&M's all the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's funny. Hey, and just, yours? What, what's your, what is, wait, wait, wait. No, Joe, you're not getting off. What is your drunk food of choice? Oh, oh, definitely like something that tastes like Taco Bell. I mean, something that just has a lot of grease, just a ton of grease. I remember there was this pizza when I was in college that we thought was phenomenal, Bobby. And we would always get it at the end of a drunken night, have it delivered to our dorm room or where, you know, the house we lived in. And we always thought it was fantastic pizza. I took my parents there once in the middle of the day sober and it was the grossest stuff there was there was grease that you could see across the entire top of the pizza like it was so bad and i realized that i should have never ever ever uh 
tried. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. So yes. <laughs> yes. In just a second, Bobby and I are going to finish this discussion on a better note than we'll actually have a real takeaway and not just, so what do you like? Uh, what, what do you like when you're drunk? But first want to say, and this is by the way, the best segue maybe we've had ever want to say a big thanks to people that used our link when they checked out MetPro. If you're a fan of Stacking Benjamins, uh, uh, my other show, you may remember MetPro founder Angelo Poli is on the podcast quite a bit answering questions. He works with Green Bay Packers quarterback uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, works with many top CEOs and keeping them fit. What I really like about MetPro is the fact that it's not a fad diet as much as it's learning about your metabolism and how health works. Uh, he talks a lot about how important proper nutrition is both for your health and for your bottom line. You can't work well if you're not feeling it, if you're not feeling good, which by the way, is another reason not to go out and eat the drunken food. Uh, the team at MetPros helped thousands of individuals transform their bodies by hacking their metabolism. Recently, though, they launched a new tool that lets you experience the same science and tailored strategy their experts use. Not a food logging tool or workout app. The MetPro app allows you to start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. And it looks like Waffles is a big fan of MetPro. Uh, if you're looking for the same high touch experience working with a metabolic expert, or if you want access to the tools their industry leading coaches use, visit metpro.co forward slash MWF to take their assessment and speak with their team to learn which options best for you. You'll also get a month free when you sign up. So head to metpro.co forward slash MWF to take advantage of it. And I'll tell you this, Bobby, I went from 205 to 190 on MetPro in a short amount of time. And I also did that at the same time. I did that at the same time that uh, Angelo Poli says people gain more weight than any time in the year, which was this time last holiday season. And then I started traveling during COVID. And when I traveled, um, I ended up staying in the 190 to 192 range the entire time that I was traveling and not making, frankly, a lot of times the best choices. So being able to maintain well on the road and losing some good weight quickly, I really like it. Metpro.co forward slash MWF. Are M&Ms on Metpro? <laughs> they are not. They are. They are not. Not. What about the peanut ones? Peanuts are healthy. Are peanuts? No, but. Um, peanut M&Ms. Oh, peanut, peanut M&Ms. No. No, no. No. Even no. if you get rid of the chocolate, it depends on what part of the of the program you're in. Sometimes. The answer actually is sometimes. Because there's times when it's high clean carbs and there's other times when it's no carbs. And you're going back and forth based on your metabolism on where you're at. Right now, I'm in a point, by the way, where they're having me eat a lot of uh, clean carbs. And so I'm gaining a little weight. But then what they do is then they drop the carbs and my workout regime changes and oh, you lose weight so fast during that, that time. So good stuff. All right. What's your takeaway here, Bobby, from our discussion about uh, all this health food, the greasy burger? You know, I think like everything, um, it's a cost benefit thing. Um, it's definitely look, if you want to order a delivery and you understand the math, then just, and that you can afford it. 
you could do it, but you know, don't forget, you can also go and do contact free pickup, which I think is going to be faster. You'll get the food faster. And if you do subscriptions, you should choose one or two at most and concentrate all of your orders in those specific companies. So, you know, don't subscribe to all six of them. Just pick like one, one or two. And by the way, the link to this article, if you want to go through all of the options is going to be on moneywithfriendspodcast.com. Go to the date that this originally came out, which is the 23rd of December, 2020. And you'll see a link there. You can also find a link on our YouTube page. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I think my takeaway when it comes down to it, I think that um, that uh, just consider whether you want to, what the cost is. I can't think of five years ago wanting anything to do with a thing like DoorDash or Uber Eats. And now it's the hottest thing ever. Um, and so many people do it so often. And I feel like we don't think about the cost benefit, right? Um, I think we just think about what the, what the benefit is and I want the food right now. I don't want to cook it myself. What's an extra 10 bucks. I think you really got away, uh, all those things. And, and even all the degrees that we talked about, by the way, Bobby, about maybe going to pick it up yourself, Right working, working with the local restaurant, having the local restaurant deliver it instead of DoorDash deliver it. Um, I think there's even lots of middle ground versus this. I just think we're, we do things in the, in the uh, least cost effective way often. Yeah. And, and I think you made a great point when you talk about what it tastes like when it gets to you. So if you're going to deliver, think about things, I mean, my example was sushi, but think about things that you wouldn't make yourself and that will keep well and will be good when you get them. You don't want to order something that's going to kind of not really taste that great by the time it gets to you and you're microwaving it. It's just not worth it. Better go to supermarket, get organized. I don't know. We have one more complete show that's going to be tomorrow. Bola Sucumbi and I will be here tomorrow with that show. And then... Starting on the 25th on Christmas Day, Bobby and I are going to have five shows in a row before our big uh, New Year's Eve show. Um, Five shows in a row where we look at 2020 and the events of 2020. We've already, Bobby, we looked at them. We right now, as we're recording this, we have it. We have it slimmed down to 22 possible shows we can talk about, but there's so many events and we're going to try to do that in five shows. We'll preview with kind of the rest of the story and then we'll play the episode back from those days. And it's amazing what, what, what was going on in the world when you take it month by month, especially this year, just what a wild ride. Yeah. I think this was probably the most of my life. This, this was the most unpredictable year. Uh, I mean, when you, we were going over some shows from February and what we didn't know what was coming was crazy. Crazy. It is so amazing. Yeah. All right. She's Bobby. We were like, oh, that was wise. Some we were off target, but you guys (laughs) go go listen. She's Bobby. I'm Joe. Tomorrow, Bola and I will be on. And then Bobby and I with our five shows that define 2020. We'll see you back here next time at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends, LLC, copyright 2020. 
For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam. Nailed it. Done.